Mark Edwards, Mental Wellness for Men and Women, subtitled This Too Shall Pass. This is episode 115 on Alternative Health Tools podcast, where together we discover and share new alternative health tools and resources from alternative health care practitioners and experts. I'm Lisa Victoria, your co-host from Across the Pond, and I'm a holistic health coach. I also co-host with Kim Shea and John Beethan from America. And today we're joined by Mark Edwards, a singer, DJ, quiz host and mental health advocate. And we're talking about men's mental health. And within this, we're going to discuss the whole social media comparison. We're going to look at diet and not just what we consume in food, but also things like sleep and exercise and the whole mindset around this. And then we're also going to look at tips for you guys today. So I'm really excited for this episode. I'm so pleased that Mark's joined us to talk about this topic. I don't think it's talked about enough around the world. So whether you're male or female out there, I am sure you're going to get lots of tips today from Mark. So welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me after our three attempts of trying to get this to work. So no, it's good. (laughs) We have. And finally, we're bringing it to our listeners. So would you like to just share a little bit about how you kind of got into being a mental health advocate alongside your singing and DJing and quiz hosting? Because they're kind of different topics, really, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Jump straight in at the deep end, I suppose. So been a singer, um, DJ, quiz host for about 15 years, self-employed. And then I had a epic mental breakdown, which obviously looking back now, we like to refer to as a mental breakthrough because very appreciative, actually, of what went on but in my episode of um, the mental breakdown I actually got sectioned into a mental home into a mental institution I had completely lost my mind in terms of the reality that we live in and to the point that there were days when I was in there there where I couldn't I had my girlfriend or my brother and mum standing in front of me and I couldn't tell you who they were and I guess that is what really triggered me to start researching and appreciating the mental health side of things that we take for granted so many times through life we don't you know we look after our physical health a lot but Mm. it's it's harder to understand on the mental health side of things so yeah that led then to the last so that was nearly two years ago led to the last two years really researching what is depression what is psychosis what is anxiety these things that I'm sure I I, I, I experienced them in years gone by, especially the anxiety of getting up and walking into a pub and you know you've got to entertain everybody in there that you've never met before. But they were kind of good. It was like good stress before and you'd be able to push through. Whereas, it, yeah, now understanding it's not like that for everybody. Um, and some of these anxieties are a lot harder to get over. So it really um, rocked my world and the last two years on recovery to kind of learn how to own it as well and when when you was mentioning men's mental health um you know it's there's such a stigma about us being proud and being men and not talking about this whereas actually if you can own it that's the manliest thing out there to go and to share your story and to allow others to really be able to talk as well and you know 
get get out these things that we're like oh i better not talk about that in case so and so thinks of me in this way so yeah that's the, that's the basic um a, a story of what happened and then obviously there's been episodes since as well that um you you learn how to deal with and what things and habits to put in place to um help cope as such yeah and rather than just survive to thrive i love that and already we're getting so many of these nuggets coming through like thrive rather than survive and you're talking about creating habits and owning it and i think that's really important because you touched on something there mark you said about you know we often look after our physical health but we neglect our mental health because we just think oh that's that's just something that's happening to me rather than something i can control yeah yeah we'll go to the gym won't we will go for a run or we'll go out dancing or whatever it is that we enjoy for physical health exercise but mental health we're kind of at the mercy of just hoping we're going to be okay and one of the things you said there which I absolutely loved was it wasn't a breakdown it was a breakthrough oh yeah and oh that is amazing to share with our listeners because if anybody's struggling out there right now, you're just going through a breakthrough and you will learn something and you will come out the other end. So long as, like Mark says, if you start to own it and put those habits in place, you can turn something that seems quite negative into something really transformational and positive. Yeah, I mean, I'm completely grateful right now for that experience as well. Like In the, in the time, it's so hard to sit there and you know you're sad or you're lonely or you're and it's uh um what am I trying to say it's quite an isolating place really isn't it I guess yeah just to you know when you look back on it you understand that there was lessons in there for you to learn and to take Mm. forward but when you're in it it's it just consumes you and you're like oh I can't Mm. see that light at the end of the tunnel but it's always to to kind of push through one of the phrases that I remember when I was in my lowest of times was um what was it nah sorry I can't can't remember what it was we might come back to you and we can yeah we can share it with our listeners later but I think the key thing we're saying here I'm sorry if you're going through hell keep going that was the phrase that kept me going because oh this feels like hell right now but if you just keep going, it will get easier. And yeah, you talk sorry. about lessons, don't you, Mark? You know, and they're so crucial. It's, you know, I always say to people in life, there's good times and there's lessons. There's never bad times. They're just lessons. But when yeah. you're in it, you can't, you can't identify with them as lessons. But what I've learned over the years is I'm always okay. I will get through this and I will come out of it with a lesson. And when I can sit with that thought, it just feels okay. It doesn't feel amazing, but I just think, do you know what? I'm trusting that this is a lesson. And at some point it will become obvious as to what that lesson is. And we yeah. don't always see it in that moment, do we? No, and you've survived like every single moment up until this point of your life. Everything we've yeah. been through, you know, the ups, the downs, the yeah. highs, the lows, we're still here. And yeah. that's that's always something to to grab onto, isn't it? And the negative voice will always say, you know, this is the time. This is the time. And you think, well, you know, I'm my age I am now and I've weathered every storm up to now. So why wouldn't I weather another storm? And actually in that moment when you're dealing with something, when you look back and see, well, compared to what you've dealt with previously in life, sometimes it's not even as big as what you've been through in the past. And that's really important, isn't it? In that moment is to be able to rationalize those thoughts, I think, and just say, do you know what? 
I'm either going through a lesson or, you know, life's good and either or is fine, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things you mentioned um, earlier was to do a good analogy that I got, which helped me understand what I was going through was um, when someone comes in with a broken arm, you can easily see that they need to recover. They can't lift the same weight that they did yesterday in the gym, you know, and yeah. it's really easy to understand that. Now, when someone damages their brain, yeah. it's it needs the same thing, but it's really hard to see, isn't it? Like yes. for me, I was kind of peak performance, accomplishing lots of stuff on my list. And then, you know, 20, 30 things that I'm like, yeah, smashing that out, two, three workouts in a day. And then the next day, I'm struggling to make my breakfast or I literally can't strum up the energy to go and have a shower on that day. Um, Because as I say, my brain was damaged and it needed that time and recovery to build back up. So that was a good analogy of like, not all illnesses are visible. um, You know, everyone's going through their, their mental health, you know, everyone's got a mental health whether it's good You're or bad. so right there, Mark. You know, I just remember when I had my chronic fatigue syndrome when I was in my early 20s, and I remember somebody at the golf club saying to me, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. That guy over there's got a broken leg. And oh, right. I just, because chronic fatigue syndrome was invisible, it is invisible in yeah. a lot of people, it's that t- overwhelming tiredness and then that frustration, which then can cause you to have mental health challenges. Mm. And I was then even more frustrated because I was thinking, I can't get out of bed in the morning. I am absolutely shattered. And, you know, my journey is the whole gut health balance. You know, that was what was really slowing my system down. And it's that frustration, isn't it? Because people can't see it. And this is what we're talking about is those silent things that people are dealing with, whether it's something like chronic fatigue syndrome or whether it's something like, you know, mental wellness we all have times in our life where our mental wellness just goes a little bit out of balance and it's about how we address that and get that support and you're talking there about you know that whole thing about um you know physically we can see it and you were saying about having good days and bad days and and we're going to talk about social media comparison, aren't we? And I think that probably yeah. leads us quite nicely onto that social media comparison because quite often certainly I have done in the past is I compare some of my bad days to the good days on social media and nobody ever posts or rarely people post unless they're really transparent they rarely post their bad moments so what we're comparing ourselves to is their best moments and that's never going to end well is it everybody's highlights isn't it that's what we see on Instagram and Facebook in general it's like this is the fun thing I did today not all of the the 10 boring tasks that got done and then you can yeah it's hard to not get sucked into that and compare yourself and think oh I wish I was on holiday now or you know they've got it so good whereas really behind the scenes they're possibly struggling more than you are yes yeah Yeah. and and it's just nobody wants to talk about it because they think it's just an issue that they're dealing with and quite Mm -hmm. often when you speak to people everybody's got a story everybody's got a journey we've all had highs and lows and actually, if we spoke about it more, we'd be able to support each other with tools. And that's what we're doing today. So it's, it's so wonderful to have you here. And we're definitely on the same page. I'm, I'm loving this conversation already. So oh, great. with social media comparison, then in your experience, what have you learned and what can we share with people to stop them from comparing? Sure. I mean, and I was a, at the time like a 32 year old male um, who got suckered into this 
this world of social media and like feeling not good enough and my body wasn't in good enough shape and I wasn't earning enough money and you know I was quite content doing well for myself to be fair you know self-employed pick and choose when I wanted to work made the workouts and the gym routine fit around my schedule but I got suckered in so much from watching The Rock or Conor McGregor and they're in great shape and you forget they have like the the stuff you don't see they have a nutritionist team behind them they have a you know a coach that is coaching them exactly and there's little old me thinking well I can do all this by myself and I'm pushing my body and my mind to the limits um I was doing three workouts a day I was you get to the end of the week and you've done like 17 workouts Mm. I'm feeling fantastic I'm feeling on top of the world that dopamine release and I'm getting in better shape um my sleep was slowly just getting deprived but not something that you know all the people around me see again the highlights see the good bits see that like oh my god he's smashing it he's doing this he's doing that um what really what I'm doing is I'm burning out yes you know and the sleep deprivation kind of slowly came in whereas I I know now that I need for me somewhere between six and seven hours consistently six and a half perfect that like I can function at a, a good version of myself but what was happening before was like oh I'm getting by on five hours sleep and I'm still feeling great well I don't need to sleep as much and then yeah. it's four and a half and by the end you know I'm doing like the last month before I completely crashed and burned out where I'm on like two to three hours a night and that doesn't get spoken about enough on social media either you know so yeah yeah it's massive isn't it and it is that it's that drip feed isn't it it's that slow decline in the sleep it's not the overnight you go from six and a half hours down to three it's that slow decline that you don't notice it it. Yeah. yeah and only really the people really closely around me know that for me when I might be getting close to another episode, it's very rarely when I'm feeling down and depressed. It's actually when I'm feeling on top of the world and I'm like manic depression, which is, I'm not sure everybody knows, you can be depressed and super happy. Mm. You know, you can up the top, that manic depression. I think the famous um, Robin Williams is obviously someone that no one would have known is going through a depression because he's just able to put on this facade and this, uh, you know, make everybody else laugh and that sort of thing. So that's something to make people aware of is it's not always somebody who's super sad that is struggling you know and I guess it's for any of our listeners out there it's noticing around them isn't it is anybody showing these signs of declining sleep because Mm. actually that could be a sign of that you know mental health challenge for them right there in the moment and how can they look to support them and one thing you said earlier was it wasn't enough you know, you were doing 17 workouts a week, but it still wasn't enough because we're comparing ourselves to these people that have got team of nutritionists and trainers behind them. And I think that's quite often what I see when I coach my clients is it's never enough. Whatever you've got is never enough because we compare ourselves up. We never compare ourselves down. We never say, well, wow, we're doing 17 compared to someone who's doing 10. We go, we're doing 17 compared to someone who's doing 18. So it's never enough. Those goalposts are always moving and we feel like we're chasing them all the time. And that in itself is quite exhausting, isn't it? Because, you know, you could have 12% body fat, but you want 10% body fat. And it's like, what is enough? It's like, (laughs) I'm good enough as I am. That's it. Yeah. As soon as you hit that goal, it's like, well, what's the next one? Rather than just sitting in the moment and enjoying it, um, enjoying that journey, isn't it? Of like, you want to celebrate all those small wins that 
And I think that's one of the challenges with mental health is people think I'll be there when I'll be there when I've met the right person or I've paid my mortgage off or I've changed my job or I've got my, you know, retirement fund set up. I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy when I finish this week because I'm going on holiday. And there's always that I'll be happy when it's conditional. And I think like you say, when you get there, the goalpost moves. Yeah, so the, the we're just chasing is, happiness, aren't we, all the time? I mean, and, but you can choose to be happy in the moment. You, can, you know, I'm happy now having this, you know, the worlds of a line that we get to have this conversation right now. Right, what an so. awesome moment. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously it's hard, isn't it, through the struggles to, to remain happy in, in, in the present. But um, it's definitely, that's what we need. That's, that's success at the end of the day, not the, the big mansion. and the Because yes. you know, how many millionaires out there that are, sad and you know lots you, you hear about that all the time because they're not truly happy because those material things are not ultimately not gonna bring you the happiness that money doesn't wants. bring happiness does it because there's a lot no. of unfortunately a lot of rich people in those rehabilitation centers and it's it, it there's no one out there that's like made it and they're rich and they're skipping around the streets going i've made it i'm really happy and yet you get people who don't have a lot of money who know how to you know release those true happy feelings and yeah. I was coaching a client the other day and I was saying you know it's not about having something happen to you because when quite often it's a thought that triggers a feeling so we release a feeling based on the thought we attach to something and all those feelings are with insiders just like you said Mark you know we're sat here now and we can choose to be happy in this moment because we're just releasing a feeling and in some moments, like you say, it's it's difficult to be happy. It, you know, we're human beings. We have highs and lows. And that's the natural kind of rhythm of the heartbeat, isn't it? As has ups and downs. And I think it's just when you can't find that happiness to release, just know it's okay to not be okay and it'll pass. And when I learned that, that was so powerful for me. It's not that pressure of having to be happy all the time. Yeah, it's, it's about knowing that it's okay to sit with uncomfortable feelings they'll pass yeah for sure and like you often give like I, it's hard to take your own advice sometimes it's like how would you speak to you know, if it's my friend that's going through it you would be kind compassionate you would yeah empathetic you would just sit in that with them and it's learning to try and be able to do that for yourself in the moment you know yeah, yeah. um yeah, sorry, I felt like the um, door just opened behind you then. <laughs> it did. The wonders oh, yeah. of working from home, right? Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. 2020. Oh. So social media then, let's talk about social media. So we've talked about comparing ourselves to others on social media. Have we got any tips for people around social media? So this also will kind of touch on the diet that we were going to kind of talk about is uh, – Diet isn't just our food that we eat or the exercise that we do. It's it's what we consume. So in terms of like the Instagram story and who we follow, mm. if you're constantly feeding your brain with someone who's very negative, then, you know, that's going to start to rub off. So often you need to kind of filter what you consume on social media as well, you know, and, yeah. and get, get a balance, isn't it? Massive. And I love the, how you've connected the diet into there. It's not just what we consume food wise, but what we're consuming on social media. And there's a saying, isn't there, is the people we hang around with the most we become like, That's I think it's the top five top people five. or something. Yeah. yeah. So 
it, it does make you think about kind of cleansing your environment, doesn't it? And who you're yeah. following on social media or who you're hanging around. And, you know, it, it's that balance, isn't it? Because if we're constantly following people who, like we said earlier, you know, we're comparing ourselves to them because they've got this amazing physique, actually that can be equally damaging as being yep. around negative people, can't we? So it's it's about looking for inspiration, I guess, and looking to follow people who support you to where you, who you want to be and where you want to be in life. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely suckered me in with, um, you know, the in, uh, aspiring to be like the rock, as I say, like it's good to have that, but then you need the balance of, of other people as well to keep you grounded. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I guess the tip there is just to be aware, be aware of what you're consuming on social media and make yeah. sure it's working for you, not against you. And it takes time and it's hard to sometimes, you know, shut off your friends as such because you, over time, you want to be there and supportive, don't you? But sometimes they're not good for your mental health and you need to distance yourself from that. You can still be kind, but you need to look after your own energy and your time and who you mm. spend that with and who you share that with will ultimately, you know, have an effect on how you live your life and how happy you are, right? If you're yeah. constantly around helping everybody else before helping yourself, you're going to burn out. You've got got to kind of it's I don't know it's not it's not selfish it's you you have to put yourself first and and then when you're in a better place you can then help more people yeah I love that it's self-care not selfish and that's really really good there's a lot of people out there aren't there that kind of think well if I'm not helping others then you know that is selfish and it's you can't help others if you're not helping yourself too you've got to include yourself in that equation yeah and someone once said to me about a circuit once and you cannot give if you're not receiving and it goes round on a loop in a circuit okay. so you've got to put one hand out to receive and the other hand out to give because if you're putting both hands out to give you can't connect that circuit up to receive right. so one okay. hand should be connected to receiving and one hand should be connected to giving so that flow and that circuit continues and I just thought it was such a lovely analogy yeah I like that for people who are perhaps thinking oh, no, I need to be a giver. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are givers or healers or want to help people. But you're 100% right, Mark. You cannot give if you your energy is depleted yourself because you, you've got nothing to give from, have you? Yeah, that's it. And, you know, even when it comes to family at certain times, you know you you want to be there for everybody. Of course you do, but you just need to, like, kind of learn as and when you can, you know... Well, I love my dad to bits, but there's sometimes where it will phone me up and I'm like, I can't take that phone call right now. I'm not in the right headspace. And then I take an hour. I'm feeling a bit better right now. I'll give him a call back and now it's okay. But, um, yeah. And it's okay to take that time as well. You know, it's not selfish at all. You're just making sure you're in the right headspace to give of your best to that individual. And that's not selfish. That's, that's so responsible actually. I think that's a great tip, you know, don't always think that you have to be available for people all the time. You know, it has to be right for you too, doesn't it? Yeah. And I try and share, say, through my social media, not that I've got a massive following anyway, but I am quite, I do quite a lot on like my Instagram stories. But so the, the days that I'm very productive and I get lots done, I'm sharing that stuff. But I'll also share those days where, okay, today I just had a Netflix marathon and I just had a nap. 
Um, and it's just as important to share that stuff as well because that's real. That's real life. That's what we do, you know, especially in what, 2020? God, mm. I, I remember in lockdown one, I, I definitely struggled a bit with like on the depression side because you get sucked into seeing everybody's just accomplishing so much and, oh, well, I've got the day off now. So I've read a book and I got yeah. up and I exercised and I went and did this and that. And I'm like, oh, I've, I've done nothing today, you know? Yeah. It's hard to put it into context when if you see that so yeah it's, it's an ongoing process filtering your diet you know when you're feeling better or you want to be more inspired you can go and follow a few more people that inspire you when you don't want that pressure just unfollow for now you know it's yeah. it, it's it's about adapting I think yeah I think that's huge and lockdown for me as well I was, I, I got busier in lockdown I was working more hours and like right. you say there was people on social media going oh I'm sitting in the garden now having you know <laughs> a nice time in the sun and you know topping my tan up and that little negative voice creeps in and goes oh well, you haven't got time to sit in the garden and work on your tan and you know yeah. it's that whole comparison thing again that we talk about isn't it but knowing about the negative voice and the coaching that I do I was able to manage that but I guess for some people it yeah. goes down that rabbit hole doesn't it it's like that oh my gosh they're doing more than I am and I need to I, I need to do more and then that comes the pressure but I love what you said about you share even when you're having a Netflix day because that is keeping it really real and that is you showing that you're owning it and being the example yeah. to people it's obviously still tough isn't it you know there's still that in a um voice in my head going nobody needs to know that you are in your pajamas all day today but it's 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 real and people actually will resonate with that more than 100%. this is the this is the success that I did this week when I ran a half marathon you know they're gonna they're gonna resonate with the other side as well as yeah and it'll give them it'll give them the acceptance as well that it's okay that they have productive days and then days where you it's okay to sit and relax and put your own oxygen mask on because yep. we don't have to be doing 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 all the time and we have become we have become you know a kind of race of doing haven't we rather than being and we were born to be and I think we've sometimes lost connection with that I wish we'd been recording this as a video as well because uh, what was that on your elbows? That was just the fluffiest elbows I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, so for for the listeners out there, I've got this dress on that looks like um so actually I bought it in America. It was a, a children's dress and I wear it as a jumper, but it looks like they've got fluffy bits on the elbows and I just think I I like to think it's of epic. them as like little <laughs> angel wings, but I don't angel know what they are. Right. <laughs> yeah I love this jumper it looks um, very cozy yeah and it, it again it's like you know when I was buying this jumper talking about what you can and can't do it's like this is a child's jumper a child's dress and I thought hmm, I like that as a jumper so why can't I buy it and the whole kind of negative voices well you can't buy that that's a children's dress it's like I just love it as a jumper so I'm just gonna wear it <laughs> oh sure <laughs> <sighs> So anyway, we're digressing. So yeah, sorry about that. No, it's great. It's about keeping it real, isn't it? And even on an everyday example like that, even when I was in the shop, it was saying you can't buy that jumper because that'll look silly and I love it. So why can't I buy it? You know, and that's a whole comparison to what or worrying about what other people will think, yeah, isn't what it? You should, oh God, yeah. That's I mean conforming. that's a big one, right? That's yeah. um, that's gonna be the younger generation that have been brought up on social media so that's you know a re that's a real pandemic 
of what we're going to face over the next you know five to ten years of have people really you know, coping and thinking this is how we should all be living yes yeah lots of pressure on at the minute isn't there for the the younger generation like you say yeah how I to mean, fit in I think um, I can't remember the exact quote, but I saw something the other day where it was like perfect has become so normal mm. that real is now undesirable. Yeah, um, yeah that's you know, sad, isn't it? Yeah, the perfect look and you need the filter and you need this by the beach and you've got your cocktail in hand. That that perfect look, is, say, it's just become normal now that a, a real life that you're sharing just becomes like, oh, that's not as exciting. Mm. Or, and, but yeah. And I guess that's where you as a mental health advocate are coming in and saying, I'm going to keep it real, guys, because somebody needs to do it. Yeah, and we can still have fun and we can still, you know, we can still still achieve whatever you want to achieve at the end of the day. But it's it's trying to enjoy every day as they come like, and, and live in the moment and appreciate all of the little things, isn't it? You know, it's massive because the little things make the big things, right? It's the little yeah. days that make life and the the only thing we can affect isn't it the present moment we can't change the past we can't we can't always shape the future we can we can look to see what we want to do in the future but yeah, we can't we can control that but right here in the moment we can absolutely make today the best day can't we and that's, that's it, what yeah. becomes a memory and becomes our past i had this song um that i've just started listening to on spotify it's called good morning it's kind of like a gospel tune and it's just become part of my little mantra in the morning now when I, I just take a little drive and go for a morning run with my brother. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, that song on just to, it just lifts me up each morning. So that's, that's today. That's what I shared on Instagram was me just singing along in the car and hoping that uh, it brings some joy to somebody else that's maybe having a, having a not so happy day today, you know? I love that. And I love music. I can't sing, but I love music and it does lift me when I put a song on that I enjoy. Oh, yeah. It's an instant it lift, isn't it? definitely affects your mood, doesn't it? And in yeah. the ups and the downs, you know, if you're sad and you're grieving, God, can you feel those lyrics when you're in those moments? Yeah. You know, you're like, God, this song was literally written for me. Mm. Um, and same with the highs when you're feeling great, you know, that, that yeah. one song comes on, you're like, oh, this is it. And I think that's quite, it's quite a simple tool we can all use, isn't it? That's often overlooked for mental health is go and put a song on that you like, you know, right there in that moment, because whilst you're listening to those words, you can't be thinking (laughs) of of those bad thoughts. Usually, can you, if you're, if you're consumed by listening and following the song, you can't then be thinking about something else. (laughs) So actually there's a bit of respite in the moment, isn't there? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. Um, I've got tickets to go to his event as long as it goes ahead next year. Um, Amazing. But he always talks about breaking the pattern. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously at times you've got to sit and you've got to try and understand if you're feeling sad and you're in the sadness. But then you'll often find what's your body language like when you're feeling a bit down depressed? Is your shoulders slumped? Are you Mm -hmm. talking quite quietly? And then so you're going to feel like an idiot in the middle of your kitchen but, you know, stand up straight, put your shoulders back, start, put on a song, sing, sing along out loud. You, you're breaking that pattern and you're going to start to feel better, you know. And the more that you can get those habits in, or it, whatever works for you, that, you know, that'd be one thing that would work for me, maybe. But for, for everybody else, it's, it's getting those habits that you're able to just kind of snap yourself into a, a better 
mindset isn't it into a better state of mind yeah and it isn't just like you say just changing those thoughts it could be like you say just changing your state your physical body yeah because actually that communicates to our brain doesn't it that we're feeling different so shoulders back like you say put on a song and sing or something just to break that and it's going to feel fake it's going to feel fake to start with you're like i don't feel like doing this you know like this is just not but over time Mm -hmm. You, it really starts to reap the benefit of it. Um, and it does feel fake because it's something that we've not practiced. And when we learn something yes. new, it feels a little bit awkward. It feels a little bit difficult. It feels like we have to really concentrate to start with, doesn't it? And then eventually yeah. those conscious thoughts end up getting wired into our subconscious brain. So it becomes that natural inbuilt, what I call like the satellite navigation as to how we respond to life. But initially we need to train our brain to do that and like you say it might feel a little bit weird or a bit uncomfortable or a bit bit fake because we've not practiced it so it's not it doesn't feel comfortable yet but it's yet isn't it absolutely yeah Mm. do you have like a morning routine that yeah I do and I've shared this on a previous episode so I get up in the morning and you know I hold my hands up as well and I keep it real and I say I don't do it every morning but I do a version of something every morning Um, so I follow a guy called Hal Elrod the Miracle Morning and it's broken down into six sections so it's movement it's um, you know affirmations it's reading um, it's like visualization etc etc so it's 10 minutes of each. Um, there is another episode. I can't remember which number it was, but if our, our listeners want to go back, um, there is an episode on um, the miracle morning. And for me, that's just sets me up for the day. So whether that's when I'm walking Louie, that's part of my exercise. I'm doing my visualization and it's, it's about fitting it into your lifestyle, isn't it? Rather than finding. Yeah. A blueprint that you think that's not going to work for me well how can I make it work for me how can I tailor it and fit it into my lifestyle so for me it's about you know getting up in the morning and connecting with my true self rather than yeah, those yeah. negative voices that have started the minute you open your eyes that go well, you've got all this to do today and you, you're under pressure and you know etc 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 it's like right go back to the truth which is my heart voice and how do I want to feel today not what am I going to do today because the doing will happen anyway but quite often we forget to decide how we want to feel that day and so that's that's my morning routine yeah that's lovely lovely so social media comparison then we've talked about that and I think we've given some wonderful tips so basically what we're saying is like reduce that comparison with other people um you know keep it real you know everybody's got stuff going on that they don't share and post and keep yourself surrounded by and following people on Instagram or Facebook wherever you follow people who inspire you rather than kind of drain your energy I think that's really important isn't it yeah and one final thing is um to try and listen to the the good comments just as much as the the bad comments as in give them both the same amount of brain time because you'll often if you get lots of good comments from all your friends and you're feeling good and then you oh hello you still there oh yeah sorry my phone just uh, called and it came on my it's connected to my laptop we're good um, we're still here yeah sorry what were we saying um, you were saying about the good compliments and then oh, and, and the bad and then, ones because yeah. often you get like 
you know, if I put up a singing video, you'll get a lot of people going, oh, I really enjoyed that. That was good. You know, can you sing this one? And then you'll get one comment that's mm. like, oh, that's really crap. Or I didn't like that. And you naturally want to focus your energy on that yeah. comment. Whereas if you can just drown them both yes. out and not get too carried away with the good ones and, you know, give it the, the equal, it's, that's the thing of like not caring too much what everybody else thinks, isn't it? It's, you know, and it's that age old, isn't it? What do we what do we hold on to the longest? A compliment or a criticism? Like you say, you can get loads of compliments. That one criticism, it's like, oh well, let's let's mull this over. Let's you know make ourselves feel bad. And actually, right there in the moment, it doesn't matter what you anybody thinks, Healthy, good yeah. or bad. That's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And you can just say, well, I did that music video because I wanted to. I don't care if anybody likes it or doesn't. It's nice if they do, but it doesn't affect how I feel if they don't. Yeah, and that is yeah. massive, isn't it? What a powerful place to to be! Yeah, huge, huge. Oh, we're getting loads of nuggets today, aren't we? Already. Mm, <laughs> so, where are we going next? Do we want to talk about diet? Um, yeah, can do. So uh, we talked about the diet of the social media. What else would you kind of encompass in your diet that so, would help our listeners? Yeah, I mean. My, there's four things that for me on my journey have really helped me. So one, number one for me is always sleep. Um, I have a Fitbit, which I can show you, but obviously can't show the listeners, but um, you know, they're not that expensive and it tracks what you sleep every, every evening. It gives you your average for the week. Cause obviously you can't plan your night every night that I'm going to go to bed at this time and wake up six and a half hours later. And that's me the perfect sleep it just doesn't work like that you have to work around life so some weeks are going to be less some are going to be more but as long as you can try and average it out I'll yeah. know if I'm getting near to the weekend and I'm a bit under that I need to just get a bit more at the week at, at the weekend so yeah sleep is is number one for me just because I let it go so bad before you know and I've seen the the ramifications if you do not sleep what can happen to you yeah um, so that's my number one Exercise as well is massive for me. Um, I go to a gym in Milton Keynes when we're allowed um, called F45 Training and it's functional 45-minute classes and it's just insanely good for people, it, honestly, like for physical and mental health. Um, and I've trained since I went to uni back in, God, what's that, 17 years ago. I've kind of been... Uh, pretty much train most of the year round if it was not insanity home workouts or it's going running or it's something physical all of those years but yeah I've, I've never found anything as good as f45 that's um just been a game changer for me over the last year and a half so this was actually after i had my breakthrough breakdown yeah breakthrough um, i love it <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, so on the exercise front, that obviously with 2020, gyms have been shut at some point, which I won't get into my true feelings of that because they are definitely essential for our well-being. But um, I've just had to adapt and go and transition into running. Um, but, but like you say, it's about adaptability, isn't it? So yeah. the gyms have been closed. Actually, what could you do instead? And there's Usually when we ask ourselves, what could I possibly do? There's usually an answer that pops into our head that's right for us. And it's going to be different for different people. But it's finding something that works for you, isn't it? Yeah. And I struggled in, in the first lockdown to try and do transition to the home workouts because it's just me. And I'm like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, God, I can't be bothered doing this today. You know, like it's so easy to just give up and stay dis 
and stay disciplined but with the running what I I mean you know it's great that basically my brother reached out and was like well should we go and just run the lake in the morning Um, and because we had someone that we're accountable to yes yeah that really helped so I you know I was supposed to be training him up at the end of the day he's the one that's getting me up because I would have probably laid in for another couple of hours if it wasn't that I had to be there for him so um it's with that given to give and receive that you said earlier even though I feel like I'm giving by helping train him and get faster and do his running he's actually giving to me by helping me improve my habits and getting up a bit earlier and feeling better for the day amazing so So having an accountability partner or just some accountability whether like you say that's going to a class when the gyms are open there's still accountability isn't it because they're expecting you to turn up if you've booked a session and that's what's so great with the f45 you know community that's what their their phrase is team training life changing Mm. and it really is because that team training part of it is you're surrounded by people and they're ambitious and they want to get better and they want to be better people. So when you're surrounded like that, like we said earlier, the the five people you're the closest to, when you're surrounded by so many people like that, that inspire you, it makes you work a bit harder. It makes you, you know, try and up your game, try and stay with somebody who's working up next to you. That's doing a few more press ups than you. And, you know, and then, yeah, you're dead at the end of the class, but (laughs) Uh, that you feel good (laughs) in the long term yeah obviously um you feel great yeah so um that's it sleep exercise and for me as well socializing which has Mm. been bloody hard this year because of all the restrictions you know that and and for me face-to-face socializing is so important I mean it's great Mm. that we can jump on social media and we can talk through zoom and that's been a savior but we still need to get back out there and, and have that human connection with people. It's not quite the same, is it? Seeing someone on Zoom as opposed to seeing them in person and giving no, them a hug because e- there's even scientific it. evidence, isn't there, to show how hugs are beneficial and for smile, our health. Right? And a smile, Massive. you know. Yeah. Yeah, all of and, those things. And that's a great one, isn't it? Is You know, you can help someone just by walking down the street, even if we're... Um, distancing we can still smile at someone can't we and and give them that kind of exchange of yeah it's just just a nice energy isn't it it's it's, you can't you can't give a smile and they can't not receive it if they're looking at you can they yeah god i've got so many i would like to call them friends of when we run around the lake in the morning now because it's the same people that have got their habits they're either out for a walk or a run and we're like give a little wave or a good morning yeah. you know nice to see you again um yeah. and that's that's it that that connection because if not and I was very much like this in lockdown one you start to withdraw you yes. start to go oh well I don't have to go out I don't have to speak to people and then before you know it three or four days have gone by and I've not spoke to anybody yes and then it's so much harder to break that pattern and to get back into normal life I remember going back sorry I remember going back into doing my quizzes and thinking I've forgotten how to speak to people to hold a <laughs> normal conversation because I'd not done it for a couple of months like properly you know I'd, I'd done the quizzes online we'd taken them on zoom for it but it, it wasn't the same as going back into the bar or the pub yeah. and that anxiety that had built up and I'm someone that's been in a room for 17 years with people so yeah. I can't imagine for younger people or for 
people that are, have, aren't used to doing that to now, yeah. you know, the stress of having to go back out, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be a, a rough road to try and kind of push through and get back to that being normal again. So in that moment, I guess, because you've touched on a really important point there, Mark, about, you know, going back out into kind of society after being locked down. Yeah. How did you process that? How did you deal with that and overcome those negative thoughts that were triggering that anx- and that anxiety? anxious feeling how how so, did you cope with that yeah I mean it took it took some time still you know it took a few weeks of being back in the pubs before I found my groove again on the microphone and was comfortable and was able to have the banter with everybody and and you know make everybody have a good time but ultimately when you're you're at the low and you're I'm feeling anxious it's the, the voice in my head is telling me to withdraw and what you actually need is to do the opposite Brilliant. So when it says, oh, don't go and hang out, I don't want to go to that barbecue with somebody, you know, when we were open after the summer, it was like, oh, I don't really feel like doing that tonight. You know, I, I remember one where I was literally sitting on the the couch and I was like, I really can't be bothered to go tonight. And I went, I pushed through and I went, I had the like one of the best nights. And it's, it's, it's in, in that moment where you're, you're, your negative voice is telling yes. you not to do it to, you know, and same with like, Oh, I don't want to call that person today. Do it five minutes into that yeah. phone call. You're probably going to feel a lot better and you're going to get out of those thoughts, aren't you? That have been ruminating in your head yes. for, for so long. Um, and that that's the thing, you know, there's a couple of things I picked up on there. You said, you know, not going out, you're not talking to anyone. Well, it's not strictly true because we're having a conversation with ourselves and that never really ends very oh, well, wow, does yeah. it? <laughs> when we're having a conversation with ourselves and that's exactly what you're talking about is that conversation then continues and then says, well, don't bother going back out because we're okay indoors or don't bother phoning that person because it's okay. But like you say, when you do do it anyway, that's when the magic happens. That's when you think, oh, yeah. I'm so pleased I went and connected with that person or I'm so pleased I phoned that person because I feel loads better now. I'm back to my usual self. And that's about connecting back to your heart rather than your head that says you shouldn't do this. And I laugh with my clients because we say we just don't value the opinion of the negative voice anymore because it's that age old, isn't it? You've got gym class at 8 p.m. And at you know, half past seven, it says, oh, don't bother going today. You know, yeah. you're really tired. You've had a long day. You've been busy at work. And then so you say, okay, you know, I won't go. I'm really tired. I'll have a night off tonight. I deserve a night off. And then 10 past eight, the negative voice pops back in and goes, you didn't go to that gym class. You should be feeling guilty. And you've let your friend down who you're supposed to be meeting. And it's like, it tells you not to go. And then it beats you up afterwards for yeah. not going. And what we're saying is break that pattern by just going anyway. Yeah. I mean, there'll obviously be times when you choose, but make sure you're choosing and not that negative voice that's that's just running. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Obviously it's about balance, isn't it? There are going to be times where you're like, actually tonight I do need that chill and let's just watch some TV and not go to the gym. But yeah, yeah, it's about finding what works for you as well and not overdoing it. It's working from your heart space, isn't it? Because your heart always knows and says, well, actually tonight, you don't have to go to the gym, just relax. You know, it's, it's about doing something different tonight for your health and well-being. Yeah. Tonight's not a gym night, it's a relaxation night and that's okay because that still sure. supports your health and well-being. And when you make it from that point of view, it's a good decision rather than uh, feeling under pressure to not go or 
you're feeling like you need to isolate yourself that's when it, it can go wrong isn't it yeah I mean I'm a creature of habit as well so you know once I get a routine together it's hard to break it well oh god I was f45 in six days a week and then it's like oh well Sunday's my rest day but actually I've I did Sunday last week and now I've done 13 days on the trot so let's see how many I can do and that's yeah. not healthy so I, yeah. I need to be aware myself of like no the rest days are just as important as the days that you're on you know and massive even the one this morning like the class that I was doing I got to the last 10 minutes and I forgot my banana as well so <laughs> I needed that little extra push but the last 10 minutes I just had to take it a little bit easier because I was aware I've just I've not got the energy today to really push through and you don't have to have that you're not going to be on top form or 100% every single time you go to the gym or you meet with your friends you know sometimes you're just not going to be the best and that's a really important point and you you just reminded me of my yoga teacher and she'll say to us you know each yoga practice it's practice you're there to practice so if you came to yoga yesterday or last week and you could do something but today you can't that's okay your body's in a different place today and it's practice so just listen to your body and I think that is hugely important because we often think well I could do it yesterday or I could do it last week so I need to do the same today and it's like no we're kind of we ebb and flow don't we and sometimes it's okay to go and do less but we're still doing it that's fine too there's no right or wrong is there no absolutely not wow amazing and we're getting so many tips and tools here I I just I want to touch on the men's mental health now as well because we've shared a lot of tools that are kind of very generic to lots of people of all ages I think men's mental health specifically and and a few things that you've talked about there specifically around um, fitness I think that's a big one for a lot of men out there they think you know I'll be happy when or you know I'll, I'll I'll you know, I'll be able to relax when I'm really fit or or they feel like they're losing their fitness as they age. Right. I think that's quite a big one, isn't it? For mental health is that physical health for men. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, oh God, yeah. I mean, there's still a level of me that's still striving to be better and be in better shape, but from a place of of understanding it better now, whereas it got out of hand before, you know, I still want to, look as good as I did at 21 when I'm 40 actually better but because I've made the right steps I've improved my diet I've I've put my sleep as number one not because I've just smashed it out like a celebrity for six weeks and tried to you know get fit in an unhealthy manner which is what I was doing before so I still think these things are important and you can be whoever you want to be, yeah. but it's what's going to make you thrive and feel good every day. Um, yes. And I the, think what I'm hearing from you there is about valuing your body and yeah, you know, sure. rather than feeling like you have to do it. It's a different energy, isn't it? I mean, this is our, our body. This is our car, right? That we go around in every day. Like if yeah. you had a problem with your, your actual car and things were falling to bits, you'd go see your mechanic, you'd get it fixed, you'd get this tweaked. Yeah. And it's the same with our body. Like if you've got a sore back, um, I guess you go to a chiropractor, you go to a physio, you know, you need, we need to like look after ourselves and our, our car body yeah. as much as we would. It's our vehicle, isn't it, for this life? And we only get one. We can't trade it in or upgrade it. (laughs) You might be able to get a knee replacement or something. But generally, we need to take care of it. And 
I see too many clients who are sabotaging their vehicles, their own physical vehicles and, and, you know, their mental and physical well-being. Um, And I think that is so, so important, isn't it, is to just have that value of of your vehicle that you've got for this lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So with the men's mental health then, because obviously there's a lot of guys out there who perhaps have been struggling this last year what what advice or tips could you give them um where do we start yeah where do we start isn't it (laughs) i guess let's start with if they're feeling like you know we we talked at the beginning of the podcast didn't we is you know you've got to be all macho and brave and you've got to put a brave face on and i think that's a biggie for men isn't it you've got to be the kind of strong one yeah i think it's trying to find that community that you can you can talk to people and and not feel ashamed or guilty you know we everybody's going through something and you don't have to bottle it up often bottling it up is worse than actually talking about it you know get it off your chest the you know, this, the, the breakdown I went through kind of forced it upon me, but there were things that I was holding and traumatic things that I was just holding on to. And I was like, I'll cope, I'll cope. I've got this. I've, you know, I, I can deal with all of these things. And since then, and being able to talk about it and going to counseling with a relationship or going to therapy and, and getting it off your chest, it's like, wow, it's such a weight off of my shoulders now that I was able to just talk about that. And I feel free and I feel you know, it, there, there was definitely levels before where I'm like, oh, what would everybody think if if that came out, that they knew that about me? And, and ultimately, it just makes you human. You know, your mistakes that I've made in the past, like, I'm just human. We, we're all making mistakes. It's absolutely fine. It's just, I guess, whether you're going to take those mistakes, own them, and try and learn from them, isn't it? Yeah. So that you don't keep making the same ones in the future. And, you know. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. And what I'm hearing from you there is you notice trigger points before, but you're perhaps trying to bury them and think I've got this. Whereas actually in hindsight, if there's anybody out there who's thinking I've got trigger points, what would you advise them to do? Is it just speaking to someone and going and finding that community? Um, Yeah, sorry. Could you just repeat that? So we talked about, um, you know, before you went through your breakthrough yeah. you had those moments where you thought I've got this and you you saw that there was perhaps some trigger points before if anybody's out there in that kind of state at the minute and kind of noticing that they're not feeling quite amazing and they're trying to control it all and bury it yeah would you really- what advice would you give is it reaching out to that yeah, community it, and got speaking to, be re- to someone reach out and talk isn't it that's the first thing is like I think is it called talk for change there's there's talking therapies there's there's all sorts but yeah firstly just like talk about find somebody you know if you can't speak to your your mates because you're worried about how they judge you or your family then it's finding somebody outside of that that you can just have a conversation with even if it's over the phone for now just so that you're not dealing with it yourself and of that's course, the negative voice is saying, don't talk to someone, they'll think you're silly, or they'll think it's, you know, you need to just pull your socks up or get on with it or man up as the term yeah. is. But yeah. actually, what we're saying is, one of the words you use there, Mark, was you felt free once you'd done it. And I think that's mm-hmm. been my experience as well. Um, yeah. Whatever we're going through, when we share, it's like a problem shared, a problem's halved. And I think sometimes there's a bit of truth in that statement is we can release it, can't we? Yeah. And these people that you reach out to, like 
they're trained you know yeah. they're trained to, they're not judging you they've spoken to people that have been through way worse than what we've been through and, and way less than what you've yeah. whoever what we're going through so it's yeah trying to just not feel weak because we want some help you know god we all need help sometimes um and yeah. it's just yeah not not feeling that that's a bad thing that we're reaching out and yeah and then there's a saying isn't there what we hide controls us and actually right okay what we hide controls us because we're kind of thinking about it and thinking, oh, I'm feeling like this, but I can't share it. So ultimately it is controlling us because we're not able to free ourselves from it. <laughs> and actually yeah. when we share it, that's when the freedom comes in, isn't it? So it's, you know, I coach many clients and there's nothing that anybody's told me that's shocked me or surprised me or that I can't empathize with them as to how they're feeling. And when we realize that, most people can connect with us on a feelings level. They might not be able to connect with us on an experience level, but they yeah. can on a feelings level. Oh, it's pressure off, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Mark. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on today? I mean, we talked about the law of attraction before we jumped on the podcast, but I don't know if you want to kind of touch on how oh, that's helped you this last week. <laughs> Overload. Yeah. Um, well, who knows? Maybe we'll do another a chat at some point and we can delve deeper into Amazing. Into Let's do that. Let's do that. So I think for me today, I've taken away loads and loads of oh, nuggets thanks. and reminders. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And I'm sure the readers out there have probably been scribbling away or, or you know, <laughs> taking notes. Um, but I think just to sum it all up, for me, it's about, you know, nothing's good or bad. It's what we take from it. And those mental breakthroughs like you talked about and owning it, researching it, creating new habits, looking at our diet, whether that's social media, sleep, exercise, exercise or food. There's lots of ways we can support ourselves, whether we're feeling an eight out of 10 or we're feeling a zero out of 10. There's always something we can do. And having that community around us and people we can talk to, I think they were kind of my biggest takeaways. Was there anything else that you wanted to kind of leave leave our listeners with mark um just a quote of when we're going through our toughest times of this too shall pass that's that's one that's really was resonated with me over the last year of when i'm sitting in the, the lower moments things aren't going well this too shall pass you know that's yeah such really a powerful good. quote and I'm, I'm going to leave it there so yeah once again thank you so much for joining us mark i'm it's lisa an absolute pleasure Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, we'll talk law of attraction. Oh, exciting. (laughs) Very exciting. So I'm Lisa Victoria. I'm your co-host from Across the Pond um, with my other co-hosts, Kim Shea and John Beethan across the pond in America. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this today. If you have, we'd love to hear from you. If you go to alternativehealthtools.com, there's actually a microphone where you can leave a voice note. So we'd love to hear your comments or your thoughts or just anything really as to what you've enjoyed about this podcast. So please jump on there and leave us some, some comments and interact with us. And if you've liked what you've heard, we'd love you to share this with others around you. So until next time, I wish you all well. Speak soon. Produced by Heard Not Seen Media, visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.